Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, Parshashlach. So, so, so much to learn. I want to say over because it's just so yesidistic in the understanding of the world. I want to say over what the Chavetz Chaim says in the beginning of Parshashlach. And I found that, like, as you learn through the sugya of the Miraglim, like it, it, it bears fruit. This, this hashkafa of the, of the Chavetz Chaim on the parsha. He asks a, a number of questions on the on the whole sugya here. He says, first of all, in the beginning, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu called Hayshea Benunya Hayshua. So he was Moshev a Yud to his name. Why was he Moshev a Yud to the name of Yehoshua? So Rashi says that he was Mispalel. Should save you from the eights of the Miraglim. What about Kalev? He didn't deserve a tefillah? And then moving on a little bit, after they get into Eretz Yisrael, so in Perak Yud Gimel Pasuk Chof Beis, it says, So the entire parsha is Belash and Rabbim because the Miraglim were a group. Vayalu, they went up, but the one exception in the parsha it says Vayavoy ad Chevron, and he arrived in Chevron. So Rashi brings that it was we're talking specifically about one of the Miraglim who snuck out to go daven by the Marasa Machbela, which is in Chevron, and that's Kalev. Kalev went. Rashi says Kalev levadoi halachshom. Kalev went himself. And he went to Davin by the Kivrei Ovois, and they should be able to withstand the temptation of joining the Miraglim. Yeshua didn't need to Davin? Yeshua was good? Why didn't Yeshua need to Davin? And perhaps most blatantly, is in the end of the parish of the Miraglim. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is already talking, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is already um, describing the Einish that the Miraglim get, and the, and the fact that Yeshua and Kalei followed him, there's a famous Pasuk at the end of the, of, the, uh, of the narrative of the Miraglim that says, Ve'avdi Kalev, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, And my servant Kalev, because he had a ruach acheres and he went with me. Hey, what happened to Avdi Yeshua? What happened to him? Why isn't Why isn't Yeshua mentioned there? Why does Hakadosh Baruch Hu leave out Yeshua? Mm. Mm. 
Kichalo Anoshim, Arayim Eskvoidi, Miro Eshaoret, Ve'avdi Kolev, Ekev Oisaruach Acheres Imoi, Ve'yemale Acharoi, Ve'avioisev Elaoret. Yeshua didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. Where's Yeshua? He's missing. The Chavetz Chaim says a Yisoid. That's a delicious Yisoid and very, very Nagea. He says that when you're dealing with a group that's stands loyalenu against doing the right thing, against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a group that might lead a, a person astray, a group of, that are being moirid b'ashem. says there are two approaches in Avedis Hashem that the true, true, true Eved Hashem will hold on to. One of two approaches, depending on the mahalach, probably has to do with their shayrish HaNeshama, but depending on the mahalach of the tzaddik, of the gadol, there's two approaches. One approach is to be outspoken against them, to stand strong and to be outspoken that this is not the right thing and we're not going there and we're not budging and we're staying davuk bashem and don't even get me into a conversation about it because I am not budging. That's one mahalach. The other mahalach is to not say anything, to make believe you're going along with them to be a little softer about it. You're not, not saying anything. You're not chas v'shalom going along with them, but you're not saying, you're not, you're not, you're not uh, getting in their face. What's the, um, what's the mila of each one? So the mila of each one is Pashat. The mila of the one who remains outspoken is that there's much less of a sakana that he'll end up being seduced by whatever Yetzirah it is that gripped the other people. Once, if, you know, if you stand strong... A guy walked over to me a few weeks ago and said, I'm starting a diet. Like, okay, shalom aleichem to you. He says, I was told that I should tell people. Because once you tell people, so then you have something that you have to hold, you have a sheet to hear. So the same thing, if you, someone says, I'm against this, we're not doing this. I'm not going to be the one to do it. Uh, last Friday night I spoke in shul about following along by Chazar Sashat with the Chazan. Boy, have I been trapped this week. Because I'm, I'm the guy that got up and announced this, 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 you have to follow along with the Chazan. Certainly, I can't be caught preparing my shear in the middle of Chazar Hashats. So that's, that's the Mila of being outspoken. But the Mila of... The Mila of, of being subtle is actually two Mila's. The mile of being subtle is, first of all, it's safer. Because you won't be attacked. But on the other hand, also, there's a mile in being subtle that there's more of a chance that you can be mashpia on them. Because when you announce with such, you know, uh, a clarity that we are not on the same side, there's very little chance that I'm going to be able to bring you over. Because the lines are drawn. But... If I speak to you about it, so then, so then, as, if I'm not like known as the guy who stands anti, you know, the whatever it is, so then there's a chance I could be nichnas vidvarim and I could win you over. There's a there's a, a a thing I've just been learning about recently. It's called I have to learn more about it. I don't know that much about it, but it sounds like interesting. It's called motivational interviewing. Anyone? The, the idea is that when you want someone to change their mind, 
which we often want people to change their minds. I mean, we want to bring people closer to Hashem. That sometimes it's better to ask the right questions than to say a certain shita. Sometimes it's better to ask the person, what do you think? Because what happens is like this, when a person doesn't feel threatened, so then they'll be megala that they themselves are not 100% sure. And they also have... And then you could be nechnasi imam bedvara. But if you're the one that's like in their face, so you're not doing any motivational interviewing, that's for sure. So there's a different mahalach. Now, the mahalach of being strong is safer for one's rochnias, but it's more dangerous for one's gashmias. It could be dangerous. You're a targeted enemy. <coughs> the the the, the other one is a little bit safer. Says the Chafetz Chaim that Yeshua and Kalev each had a different mahalach in this area. Yeshua was solid, kanoi, this is the way it is, we're not budging, he's the Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu, he's saying, Klar, we're going there, Re'ei Yerushalayim, he's seeing the goodness of Eretz Yisrael, that's it. There was no doubt the entire time they were traveling what camp Yeshua was in. Nobody had a doubt about it. Kalev, on the other hand, had a more subtle approach. And Kalev made believe that he was part of the Chevra. And he didn't say anything. Maybe he did some motivational interview. He was like, you sure it's so bad? Do you, th- you really think that uh, the reason that the, the, these giants would make it impossible to conquer Israel? Do you really think? Maybe he tried even. But he was more subtle. Says the Chafetz Chaim, Kalev didn't need a tefillah to save him from the Miraglim. The Miraglim didn't know that he wasn't on their side. So it's dafka koyoshiacha me'atzas Miraglim is dafka on Yeshua. But Kalev is the one that needed to dive into the Ovis Shaloya Heinises Ba'atzas Miraglim. That Kalev needed because he was the one who was besakona for that. Yeshua, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't need to announce the Avdi Yeshua. It was obvious. Everybody knew that Yeshua was the Eved. But Avdi Kalev, that was a Chiddush. And if you look in Rashi, Rashi over there on Va'avdi Kalev, Perek Yudalid, Pasuk Chavdalid, he said, Rashi, the Pasuk says that he had a Ruach HaCheres Imoi. Rashi says it. Rashi Kemat says it. Rashi says, Shtei Ruchais. Kalev had two Ruchais. Echod Bepeh, Ve'achas Belev. Lemeraglim Omar, Ani Imochem Be'etzah. To the Meraglim, he said, I'm with you. Okay, I didn't say it that way. I said that he was doing motivational interviewing. I don't know if Rashi means that he lehed you told them he's with them. It could be Rashi just means he gave that indication. He made it seem that way. Ubeliboy Hoya, Loimar Ho Emes. And it was through that that he had the koyach to silence them. As we see that the Pasuk says when, they, when the Meraglim were tumbling, it says, Vayahas Kalev. Kalev was able to quiet down the, um, the Meraglim. How did Kalev quiet down the Meraglim? What does the Gemara in Saita say? The Gemara says that Kalev got up and he was like, You know what else Moshe Rabbeinu did to us? Not only that, he didn't even call him Moshe Rabbeinu. He called him, oh, I don't I just learned Saita. He, he called him Ben Amram. Ben Amram. 
You know, that's like calling the 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 Gadol Ador. That's like saying, you know, what Kanievsky said, you know, Everyone was quiet. Oh, let's hear what Kalev has to say. This is going to be juicy. The blogs were getting excited, you know. And uh, and Kalev started saying, And that's how he was, that's Vayahas Kalev. But that was only because he was that person. That was, it's a very, 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 Nikorim divrei emes pshat and the difference between Yeshua and Kalev and I always appreciated it because we live in such a polarized world where everything is either right or wrong that it's just so refreshing to me to see the Chafetz Chaim say there are different mahalachim and gedai Yisrael and some do it this way and some do it that way elu ve'elu divrei Chaim each one has its role to play each one has its Indian you find it in our world as well A few weeks ago, I was sitting with a bacher that I work with. I, I work with, uh, meaning that I, I spend time with him. I try to, I try to, I try to be mechazikim. It's a very, very, very special bacher, and he struggles with anxiety and with, um, you know, he's he's unsure about his future and 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 he struggles a little bit with his Yiddishkeit and. And with addiction, and it's, it's a, it, life is a struggle for him. And I, I try to be a, a source of chizuk for him. I listen to him, we talk about his stuff. He has a friend who's not from at all, and how to relate to that friend, and you know, things like that. Anyway, together we were sitting by a different Rebbe. And that Rebbe was talking about how to act on Shabbos. And somebody asked this Rebbe, somebody asked this Rebbe, Rebbe, is one allowed to play pool on Shabbos? Now, clearly, to ask that question, you've got to be, you know, s- you know, significantly deprived of the ruach of Shabbos. But this is what the Rebbe was asked. So the Rebbe, it's a big Talmud Chacham. The Rebbe answered, "It is an iser deiraisa to play pool on Shabbos." He had up the Ramban. Being Shavis on Shabbos and this or this or I say it's an Iser Dairaisa. I'm sitting with this Bacher Nebuch. He's trying not to use his phone on Shabbos. That's what he's trying to do. He came over to me. He didn't say anything then. Next day he came over to me, and he says, "I feel like throwing in the towel. Like if that's an Iser Dairaisa, I'm finished." So I told him this Chafetz Chaim. I told him there's different types of manhigim in Klal Yisrael. There's the Rebbe that sits with you and, is, and, 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 and comes, comes to where you are and understands your starting point and celebrates every milestone for, in the long journey but, you know, t- towards Hashem. But we also need Rabbeim, Rabbanim, Rashi Yeshiva, who stand solid and strong at this is the right surah to serve Hashem. This and nothing less. And they show us what it means to be an Eved Hashem. I was thinking, somebody told me the other day um, that, that, um, that, there was, uh, that a, couple, a couple of years ago, there was uh, someone who was given the job of driving Rav Aaron Shechter around. And it's very, very. When Russia yeshiva have to travel around, it's like it's 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 draining. It's like it's it's hard to even imagine how they have koyach, and they have to always smile. Hard to imagine. So um, 
So the um, so this person who had, had driven other gedolim also, and he had you know he 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 had you know he thought to himself maybe he'll give the Rashiva something to eat in the car while he's going from one place to the next. So he says to Rabaran, maybe the Rashiva wants to eat something. So Rabaran is like, like looks around like like where how what are you talking about? Because it would not occur to him in a thousand years that there would be such a thing that a bentaira would do anything less than sit by a table with a napkin and a fork and a knife and a plate by a table with the napkin over his knees, you know, and eating like this darf design with the full tzuras adam. You asking me if I, I'm going to take a nash in the car? Are you kidding? Okay, I'm not going to tell you how I eat most days, but but um, but but the idea that they, that Klal Yisrael has people that sit with us and hold our hands where we are, but they also have what seems to us sometimes to be so forbidding people. No, we need those people. We need, we need, and anybody that's been around has in their mind certain people that they are, uh, watch out, you know, they are like this strong tsura of the way it's supposed to be, and we need that also. Klal Yisrael needs that as well. Okay. I want to take a minute, I, I don't usually do this, but it's so... Bailed in the Pesukim, and it's always been so meaningful to me that I, I want to just um, say over a Rashi. It's a, it's, a, it's a Rashi, I think it's a Ramban. I, I just looked quickly, I didn't find it, but I, you know, it's in the Maisif Rashi and the Makarius Kedalus, but I believe it's a Ramban somewhere else. The, the, the Rashi, the, the Pesukim in the beginning of Parsha Shlach, when they bring the Nesim, they do a very, very interesting thing. The Pesukim say, um, Lamate Yosef, the Shevet Yosef. Now, Shevet Yosef is divided into two Shvatim. So it says, Lamate Yosef, Lamate Menashe, Gadi Ben Susi. Okay, that would make sense. Yosef, Menashe, Gadi Ben Susi. That makes sense. It's Pasukyur Alf. The problem is, Rabbi Yosef, that shouldn't it say it by Ephraim? And that was first. Look back at Pasukhes. Lamate Ephraim, Hoshea Benun. Yosef was also his, the, the Rosh of that Shevet. So shouldn't it say, Lamate Yosef, Lamate Ephraim, Hoshea Benun, which was first, and then say, Lamate Menashe? Explain the Rishonim that the Torah did not want to say, Lamate Yosef on Ephraim, because Ephraim's Shevet was Hoshea Benun. And Yeshua was using all his mysterious nefesh not to speak Lashon Hara. And on Yosef it says, Vayave Yosef es dibosam ra'a el avihem. It says that there was an Indian of Lashon Hara, which Chazal are matzdik, and they explain, and so on. But it's just, first of all, it's so beautiful in the Pesukim, it's so, like, unbelievable. Gadi ben Susi said Lashon Hara. On him it says, it says, Lamate Yosef. But it just, to me, it was a... A, a very, very powerful lesson that, you know, Lashon Hara seems to be like one of these things that's just like not really there. That's why the Chafetz Chaim gave us an awareness of Lashon Hara. You understand the service that he did. It became a thing. Um, I don't know if there's anyone here. Uh, Mordechai, maybe a little bit. You, you don't go into work these days, do you? But back in the day, maybe you remember, Dr. Hack maybe remembers, um, working in a secular world, where there is no musag whatsoever of Hilchas Lashon Hara. It's just like this. Yeah. What? Where's my Fedorka here? You, you, 
<laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. But there's like, it, it, it's a world, my wife always tells me about it, it's, it's just like a culture, I'm sure your wife says the same, it's a culture of Lashonara. The culture of Lashonara, I spoke to someone recently, someone had a Shiloh about if he should, you know, how he should handle a certain thing at work. He said, like, they're all very nice to me, so maybe I could just insist that whatever. I was like, whoa, 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 they're nice to you when you're in the room. I promise you that when you walk out of the room, they're talking about you, because that's the way it goes. Because you know that when you're in the room and someone else walks out, they're talking about him. That's the culture. The Chafetz Chaim, you know, that's the world that is. There's, there's, there's a lack of sensitivity. The Be'emes, we could have been guilty of that just because it doesn't feel like you're doing something wrong. If I go to Mordechai's house and I throw a rock through his window, so that feels wrong. I, I just broke something. It says, look, there's a broken window. But when I talk about him, it doesn't, nothing, it's, it's gone, it's ruach, it's nothing, it's, it doesn't seem like it's damaging. And now you have a Pasuk and Parsha Shlach, that generations later, a diba, a diba ra'a that, there's plenty of sfarim written on, on, the, on how halig that diba ra'a was. Watch out for Lashon Hara, it leaves a lasting impact. I think it's just a very, very, very powerful, powerful, powerful lesson about the impact of Lashon Hara. And like we, we, we jump to say things are a tayeles and so things like that. Be careful. Be careful for the Lashon Hara with the tay, that has a tayeles. Be careful. Okay. Um, I want to say over one more short Ha'ara and then... And then another another pirush and parsha shlach. That's really the beginning of a long conversation that we're not going to have time for. But I'll say, a, 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 I want to give you at least, a, you know, I want to give you at least a, a little bit of a of a taster of of what's waiting for us in parsha shlach. Okay, I was in Eretz Yisrael um, um, a few, quite a few years ago. I went with Rabbi Oberlander and Rabbi Kalish a bunch of years ago. And I have a minute that I may have mentioned to you, like it developed over the years, that when I go to, when, every time I go to Eretz Yisrael, I've done it, I think every single time, that I have a sefer in my house called Yalkut Eretz Yisrael. And the sefer Yalkut Eretz Yisrael is a likud of all the midrashim in Shas and Medrash about Eretz Yisrael, divided by topic. It's very, very beautiful, and it's, uh, sometimes I don't end up looking at it, but I like having it with me when I go to Eretz Yisrael. Um, I got it from an Israeli bacher when I was leaving Eretz Yisrael to go to America. And you were able to tell that he couldn't really wrap his head around the idea that someone who he actually knows and cares about is actually going to Chutz Laaretz. It was like a, unfathomable to him. So he, I think like to be makar of me, he got me the Sefer Yalkut Eretz Yisrael. And, and in the back of the Sefer there's a country it's called Artsoy Sachayim from Chaim Pelagi. Artsoy Sachayim. And I found a, a, a little paragraph there that, uh, that, was, that was very meaningful. He says like this. He says that we know, those of us that learn Sefer Yeshua, know that Eretz Yisrael, well it's actually Psukim in the Torah as well, that Eretz Yisrael was given out to the Shvatim through a gyro. It was a very miraculous gyro, but it was a gyro. Says the Arzai Sachaim, La Asad Lavai, Eretz Yisrael will not be divided by a Gairo. It will be given straight from Hashem. Ki'ilu, 
that it, that's a higher madrega. There's some kind of a, like a low, lower madrega that it's done in the guise. Uh, this is how I understand it. He doesn't explain that it's done like in the guise of Derech HaTeva. You know, like all our Purim Torah about the Geirales, it's the guise of Derech HaTeva. Well, I said, lovely, when we get Eretz Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch is going to hand us Eretz Yisrael. It's not going to be any, any Geirel. He says, the reason why we needed a Geirel is because of the Maraglim. Because the Maraglim were chayte in terms of their appreciation for Eretz Yisrael, so HaKadosh Baruch Kaviyachal takes a little bit of a step back even though it was so miraculous, the Gairo, but it's done a little bit more in the guise, Ki'ilu, that, that we're, just, we're just pulling a lottery. Says the Arts Ve'horaya. There are two Miraglim that didn't do the Avera. And if you learn Yeshua, you know that both of those Miraglim got their Chelek straight from Hashem. Okay, both Yeshua and Kaleb got their chelik straight from Hashem. I'm not going to read both, but the, uh, but the, uh, the, the it's just very poignant when, when Kaleb was Teveya his, uh, remember this? When Kaleb was Teveya his chelik, it's Kedaida. If you're learning Parshas Shlach, it's Kedaida learn Parag Yudalit and Sefer Yeshua. It says, um, um, the Bnei Yehuda came together. To Yeshua, Kalev spoke, and he said, uh, Yeshua. Now, Yeshua is his fellow Miragel. You know what Hashem said about me. And about you. Isn't that nice? He says, uh, I was 40 years old when the Moshe Ever Hashem sent me from Kadesh Barnea, Laragel Esaoretz, and I brought back. The davar kasher im levavi, which I wonder is negated to that Rashi. He brought kasher, not pepiv, but it was kasher im levavi. The achay asher alu imi himsiu eslev ha'om. They were they melted the hearts of the people. The anoichi milesi acharei Hashem elikoi mamish like the lashon of the pasuk. He's mamish quoting Hashem. The lashon of the pasuk is vayemale acharei. So he says, and I was Mamale Acharov. And Moshe swore that, um, that I'm going to have, that the land that I, was, that I walked on I'm, is going to be a Nachala for me. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept me alive for these last 45 years. I'm 85 years old now. And I'm as strong, he says, as the day that I went to, 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 to be a Miragel for Moshe Rabbeinu. And I like my Echelik. What Echelik was that? It was that chevron that Kalev went to, with the Mimispal, that he should stay strong with the Miraglim that was given to Kalev. It says the Arzai Sachayim that the, you, see, you see that anyone that didn't do the Miraglim didn't have a girl. So he says, you see from here that Lassad Lavi, when we're Masaking, the Chet of the Miraglim, none of us will have, will have a girl, will be directly Miyodai. Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Levim, because they got there, they were given the Orem. I think we talked about that once, how it works with the Levim. The Levim did the Miraglim, right? The Levi was part of the, of the Miraglim. No. Oh, that's why Ephraim and Menashe, right. So, so, hmm. Maybe Taka. That's interesting. So then Taka, so 
I don't know what the people of Levi. We don't. I don't, I don't know. It could be. It could be. I just don't don't know it or don't what, remember what's it. What's the question? Did the Leviim themselves, the people, were they, were they part of the Miraglim? But there was no. Why should one think that they weren't? Why I don't know. I just don't don't remember seeing they it before. They weren't part of the ego. They weren't part of the yeah. ego. Why should they? And they were specifically excluded by using the age of twenty as the as the uh, what is going to be those who don't go in. Yeah. Everybody who's above twenty. Which Rashi says that excludes the Levian, who's, who, whose time of being chosen is thirty. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. Haka. So the Ari Levian also went out. Went out of Interesting. Okay, let's see if we can get one one last um, taste of Parshas Shlach. Uh, before we go into Shabbos. Let me just say this, Ha'ara. The, the Maraglim came back and they gave a bad report. The, the Klal Yisrael was very, very, very upset. They said that we should have died in Mitzrayim or in the Midbar. And then Perak Yudalid Pasuk Gimel, they said, Veloma Hashem Mevi Oisanuel Haoretzazois Linpoil Bacherev. Why did Hashem bring us to this land to, to die Bacherev? Noshenu Vitapenu Yu Lavaz Haloi Toiv Lonu Shuv Mitzraima. It would have been better for us. It would toiv. It would have been better for us to go back to Mitzrayim. So Toiv has an interesting trap on it. The Balai Kriya Toiv has a mercha kfula, which is a very rare, a very rare trap. And my Rosh Hashiva said over many years ago that we have a messiah from Zalman Mivalajan that whenever you have a mercha kfula, it's as if the word was written twice. So it's as if they said, Haloi toiv toiv lanu What's the message here? So, before we say the message, it's very interesting that Yeshua and Kalev responded, they also responded with a double Lashem. They said, Toiv ha'aretz me'oid me'oid. You're saying, Toiv, Toiv, lanu shuv mitzrayma. I'm saying, Toiv ha'aretz me'oid me'oid. But what's the Toiv? What's the double Toiv? That it's Toiv, lanu shuv mitzrayma. So the Mahalach is like this, that we know that living in the Midbar was a life that was, that was Kulay Taira. It was, it was Kulay Taira even, in, rela- even in, Taira in, in relation to mitzvahs. There were very few mitzvahs, maiseis, compared to when they went into Eretz Yisrael. The, the clothes grew with them, their food came in Hashemai, and they were not involved, they were the Dorodeya, they were not involved in, in, in Olam Hazeh. The they were living in, in, in a, they were living on this world in a in in, in the teichli anane covered in a in a shemayim. Going into Eretz Yisrael, veosafto digonecha v'siroishcha v'yitzarecha, felt to the miraglim like a terrible, terrible step down. In fact, the medrash says that the miraglim, the, the, the medrash says that part of what was behind the the of the Miraglim was that they were afraid that they weren't going to be leaders in Eretz Yisrael. Mesil Sharon brings it in Nikias. 
that uh, they were said they were afraid should nihiyu Russian that we're not going to be heads in in in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael. The Svasemes asks the obvious question: like we're talking here about Nesiim in the Midbar, like just to 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 ascribe such such a lowly um, a motivation to them that they would hold Klal Yisrael back from going back there to Yisrael because they didn't want to leave their leadership post. The Svasemis is not convinced. You know, like um, they say, I, I, I've heard over the years, Vashem, Vashem Ravutner, like to be careful, he says, not to put your kapata on the others. You know, be careful. Like, it, 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 just because it's your Yetzirah doesn't mean that that's their Yetzirah. So the Svasemis says that, no, that the Rosh... That's the part that's kulei sichli, that's kulei das. Going into Eretz Yisrael, shalainihiyu roshim, we're not going to be the bebechinas roish in Eretz Yisrael, because in Eretz Yisrael we're going to have to get our hands dirty. We're going to have to build bridges and tunnels and go to Mulchama and build houses and, and plow fields. And, and what's going to happen? So they, 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 they felt that you couldn't stay in the Midbar, Better to go back to Mitzrayim, where there's no dinim of Yishuva Oretz and, and, and Milcham. Let them go be Avadim in Mitzrayim, and let them just serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and then, then to have to go into Eretz Yisrael, which they understood was a mixture of Toiv and Ra. Eretz Yisrael is Toiv and Ra. So that's why they said with the Mercha Kfula, Haloi Toiv, Toiv, Lanu, Shav Mitzrayim, and it was Toiv without the Ra. What's the answer? Yeshua and Kalev answer, no. Taiva ha'aretz me'oid me'oid. What's taiva ha'aretz me'oid me'oid? <laughs> we know that the, uh, in the beginning of Parshish Bereshis, it says, Vayara le'kim is kol ha'sherosa, v'hinei taiv me'oid. What do Chazal say? Taiv, zu yetzah taiv. Me'oid, zu yetzah hara. In other words, me'oid, is merames to the idea, Ma'id, by the way, which is Isis Adam, is merames to the idea that, yes, if, if we only have Toiv without Ra, if we only have Ruchnias without Gashmias, if we only have the Aliyah without the possibility of Yerida, so then we're going to be ultimately chaser in being able to do our Tafkid and reach what the Rabbani Shalom wants us to reach. So it's true it was necessary for us to spend our Boim Shana Bamidbar. That's the necessary hachan. As individuals also we try to spend time in our lives as a whole and in our day, in each and every day of ours, we try to spend time in the Midbar in the morning to try to be Isaac and Ruchnius completely. But then at that point, then we have to go into Eretz Yisrael. And we have to go into the land of Toiv and Ra. But it's not Toiv and Ra. When it's being done by an Oivet Hashem, it's Toiv Ma'oid. Toiv Ha'oret, Ma'oid Ma'oid. Yashukayach. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasIlluminated.org.
To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.